Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios, this is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Old school, 93.7 The Ticket FM. We're live at Barry's Haymarket. That's, we're going to be here until 6 o'clock. So as you're head down for your pregame, the Nebraska Creighton, stop by Barry's. Come see us. Come say hi. Uh, the grill is open, so the kitchen's open. The rooftop is open. You bet. The drinks are flowing. Why are we not on the rooftop? Do you ever think about that? <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, that's a, uh, that's a puzzle. Yeah, just a thing, that's a puzzlement. Now, now I'm really considering it. <laughs> let's yeah, take right, it all. Right, let's, let's go. Let's just go. Let's just go. No, it, look, this is how this works. So you, the starter Hammond text line, the Honda Lincoln hotline, 402-464-5685. Hit us up if you have questions, commentary, or predictions. Your predictions for the unofficial Nebraska State Basketball Championship oh, yes. within the collegiate rates. There's only Connor. We we're working. We're trying to figure out what the appropriate trophy should be for Nebraska Creighton basketball. The trophy is pride. Like the trophy what? is bragging rights. No, the best it, games don't have trophies. See, but I thought I heard you say that the best games are trophy games. I like a trophy game. Okay, I, I, we don't have to. We at this point. We don't have to manufacture a trophy for the hatred that these two fan bases feel for each other. We don't have to do that, like Iowa and Nebraska, or Iowa or Nebraska and Wisconsin. Like they, you know, they made a corporate trophy for those games. It just feels wrong. It feels, you know, it feels slimy. But Iowa and Minnesota play for a pig, right? Like, like I'm that's trying to legit. Understand. Like I mean, you did that something. in 1930. There, there should be something that travels I-80 and, like, maybe a sign on the highway. Yeah, something right? at like, the outlets. Right, like something. Something that the, they put it They put it on the – they have to paint the water tower red or blue for the entire like, year. Yeah, Creighton's water tower has to be in Husker Red. Like, like that would the, be, the water tower at the outlets, like when you're driving up yeah, in between and just, Omaha and Lincoln. Red. Everything's red. That's the, it's a territorial mark. Question for you, kind sir. Who hates the other more? Nebraska hating Creighton or Creighton hating Nebraska? Nebraska hating Creighton. Yeah, I think. Yeah? Yeah. That's the sense I get. Is that because they're disloyal and – Yeah. Right? You yeah. Think, is this a – they think less of, of, of Creighton? Well, it's very complicated. It's uh, And especially it's, it's it's gotten more complicated over the last decade that Nebraska hasn't won very much in the series, but – you know, it's it's the whole little brother thing, but also little brother's pretty good. And then the whole then you bring in the whole fans is, thing. Is this a a Cooper Manning versus Eli thing? Is this? <laughs> I don't. It's weird. Is this a Peyton Eli thing? You know, I said is little this... brother, but I don't know that I, I don't know that the two view themselves as related. You know what I mean? But if Creighton fans, they have different world celebrate views. all of the Husker football victories. Yeah. Then shame on you. you some, can't. some do, yes. Most do. For right, sure. most of them 
like for all but those months of the year. Now you got to remember here, so, some, some. This okay. is recent. This okay. is a recent development over the last you know decade, I'd say, or so since Nebraska football has been a little you know wobbly. Um, some just not paying attention to Nebraska football. Like that, that exists. That that doesn't you know, and they still go to their Creighton games and and whatever. Now. Another thing that Nebraska fans can always hold over Creighton fans is that Nebraska fans are more loyal, more, I think, more passionate as well. They have a lot of that same feel when it's engaging, right? Okay. But when Creighton's not engaging, which not they're not necessarily engaging right, right now, you know, Nebraska fans are going to be there every game. So Creighton what, fans aren't necessarily going to be there. What does Omaha and Creighton fans do – from August until basketball season, what do they do? Uh, they be human beings, and they barely right. They I, yeah, I heard otherwise. They they do they do root for football teams. Okay, and usually it's Nebraska. Yes. Okay. That's they fair. were they were red on on Saturdays and then blue the rest of the week. <laughs> yeah, that does happen. It's just so crazy to me. Like I don't, I want to understand this. So this is on the greatest. Look, man, you don't have like I'm new Nebraska to this. doesn't Look, have I'm anybody new. to blame. You know, Creighton, Nebraska can't blame anybody on this except for themselves. If like this whole thing exists because Creighton was the prominent program for the last twenty five. 30 years Ooh, is that a is that a is that a sick burn no it's true like, like just, that that's why it, it exists for me i never knew what nebraska basketball even was like until i got to college i'm not kidding see i'm firmly walking connor into getting the the, the husker fans all fired up <laughs> like just fully just allow connor to just say all that because i un- i understand it i understand that creighton is within the you're within the boundaries yeah but the Huskers still a thing. Like folks were born, you were born a corner for sure, for sure, and definitely there were people that were. My my, I mean, it comes from personal experience, right? My family, I mean, I wasn't necessarily born into rooting for Nebraska football. It just came to me because all my friends were like, "Hey, let's watch this football game on Saturday," and they happened to wear red, so you eventually figured it out. Also, we went to the Creighton games at the Civic Auditorium, and they were fun, and they had Kyle Corver and Ryan Sears and stuff like that, and that was awesome. I never thought about the the you know the what was going on in Lincoln. I never thought about it honestly until um, later later down the road, and the rivalry became more pronounced. And um, then you start to learn about it and the history and the fan base that they obviously have. They're cursing at you on the text. That's line. okay. I'm just They're is, using adult type words on the text line. I, I, these are all experiences that I've <laughs> shared before, and I think there's I, I I you know they might be silent right now, but I know that there's a lot of people who have the same sentiment as me. A, a lot of young Connors out there. My goodness. You know, so Trundle says, what's up? What's up, Trundle? Uh, he says, Connor is conveniently leaving out the part about Creighton being huge cheaters. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have not left it out. It just didn't come up. <laughs> so we can't bring up cheating. I we can't do that at all. We can. You absolutely can. This oh, is okay. what this is for. See, this is what rivalries have to be: two-sided, slightly venomous, always sarcastic, and pointed. Like it has to be. So, it, it. whatever whatever Creighton does poorly, Nebraska fans should be all over it, and vice versa. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not here to I'm not here to throw shots across the bow or anything, but just you know, careful. <laughs> Come on, like this, you know, you, you you're amongst friends. Careful, just, you're amongst friends. Are you are you implying that there's some issue within Husker athletics? No, I'm just saying, you know, um, it's uh, it's it's common. You know, it happens in college basketball. And I've never seen you back swim before. <laughs> I've never seen you backstroke before. Like this is usually you're in full butterfly diving and splashing. Now you're backstroking. Here I am. <laughs> this is my comfort zone. I'm in my pool. So right now I was asked this earlier. So I'll ask you who is going to be the, the, the number three scorer for Nebraska because without them, this thing doesn't ha- go well for them. Yeah. Who's um, number three? I don't know. I, I, I guess I hadn't thought about it that way. I, you know, more so than Verge needing to be one of, the, one of the guys that, you know, gets a scoring load tonight, and he does. But more so than that, I, I wanted to, want him to see, feel the game come to him a little bit more. So I, I'd watch out for that. If I were to pick a third guy – um, it's probably just the placeholder spot for whoever comes in hot shooting three-pointers. I, that, that spot could be reserved for CJ or, or Tominaga or, um, you know, Lat, you know, who hasn't really got going yet. So it could, it could be anybody. I think they have plenty of capable guys who could do it, though. You're, you're now Coach Happer for the Huskers. How many minutes does Eduardo Andre give you in a win? I – See, I, and I know a lot of people. But that's act, why I asked you because I know you think about it differently. I do. I, I think about it a little differently. I, I loved what he gave him the last the last two games, and I think that there's spots on each individual game where you can put him in and, and put him in interesting situations and match him up. Okay. But what he gave you that was so important the last game was energy okay. that they didn't have. So you're hoping – that Nebraska will just be able to have that energy right out of the gate today, and you don't need to, like, hey, let's put Ed in, and he can, like, give you a huge shot in the arm, you know? Maybe he can, but you, you'd hope that they're able to kind of sustain that energy throughout. So, I like, you, you have the ability with how deep Nebraska is to bring in different guys to do different things on a on a nightly basis, different things, right? That's, that's why we need a couple threes impl- here. Here comes – Lakes, you know, from deep off the bench. We need we need energy in a uh, you know a, a defensive threat underneath the rim. Here comes Andre. So they ha- they have those specialty roles, which are nice. Who's 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 the best player off Nebraska's bench in your mind? Um, I think the most dangerous is um, Casey Tominaga. Yeah. I, like you have to just know where he is all the time. And for Creighton, um, it's probably so they're going to go with. Now we'll see what they do with Sharif if he's back, but they're going to go with um, Nemhard, Alexander, O'Connell, Kaluma, and Kalkbrenner. I'm pretty sure that's kind of been their lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, All above eight points a game. Some, most of those above three rebounds a game. Yeah. Gosh, I don't know who would be the top guy off the bench that they would bring up. Probably Fazel. Then. Yeah, I mean they they only go about six or seven deep. It's it's not you know it hasn't been exactly great for that's, them. That's that's my next question yeah. because 
that depth will will come into play tonight. Yeah, without Sharif, if they don't have Sharif Mitchell, for sure. But if if they do, he could soak up a lot of that, and they can exchange guards a little bit better with with um, Nemhard and and then put him wherever they want defensively. What what do you propose for this thing? So Nebraska has the opportunity. They generally put up seventy points a game. Creighton puts up seventy a game. Creighton holds teams to sixty. Uh, Nebraska holds them to to seventy. What do you think this thing looks like? The over under is one hundred and one forty four. Yeah, I think it's about right. Low seventies. Um, I, I, like I told you earlier, I think there's a path to any result happening tonight. Like <laughs> I, I think. There is a path to Nebraska avalanching them and, you know, roll it out of here like they feel, you know, and, and we're talking about a different season tomorrow morning. Uh, I don't know if there's as wide of a path for Creighton to do the same thing. They j- it just doesn't feel like a team that's going to quite avalanche. I just don't think they have as many capable shooters as Nebraska does. But, you know, you, you shorten it down in the middle of those two, and it, we're probably looking at a close game. I, I think – um, you know, most if, if you look at each of these teams' first two games, you're probably thinking rock fight, um, but they're 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 playing each other, they're filling each other out. Um, yeah, upper sixties, low seventies. Up uh, offensive rebounds for Creighton tonight, over under. Yeah, they're gonna have sixteen. That's one. The Jeep Wrangler four by e. It's electrified. So you can boogie woogie woogie up a mountain, over creeks, or boogie woogie woogie through a desert where you get bit by a pit viper. So you boogie-woogie-woogie back to camp and ask your friends if they'll suck the snake venom out when they say no. You boogie-woogie-woogie to the nearest hospital for a dose of anti-venom and boogie-woogie-woogie your way to a full recovery. The electrified Jeep Wrangler 4xe. Learn more at jeep.com. Jeep is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. Area where they're going to be pretty good, I think, um, which is contrary to, I think, what they kind of want to be or what they have been over the last kind of decade here. Under McDermott, it, they Kalkbrenner and and Kaluma will do a pretty good job there underneath them. But if Nebraska, like what matters is effort. So if you get beat up there in the stat column, but you're contesting and you know you're cleaning, you're clearing off the easy ones, and you're not you know tipping it around to yourself and giving them an extra possession, you could live with that. If they if they win the rebounding battle, if they get a few offensive rebounds, you can live with that. They just can't get all of them. You know what I mean? So it can't be like Western Illinois for Nebraska. It has to be a little closer to the second half against Sam Houston. If I asked you to give numbers that make these percentages work for Nebraska's good, from the field, what number should Nebraska shoot? Man, I don't know. Hmm, that's not really how. Gosh. Um I, I mean, just a reasonably good night. I, like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't view it as we need to get to this number because they're going to get this. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. how we usually do football games because we have a better understanding of who the football teams are. I don't, like, I don't think – I think these two teams are pretty evenly matched. So, <laughs> I think you go f- possession for possession with them. Um, you hope that you can hit more threes and survive on the offensive boards and – I think that's kind of the recipe for him. How many how many points? Get out and run, maybe a little bit. How many how many points is the home crowd worth to Nebraska tonight? I'm curious. I I don't know what the six o'clock game does. Um, you start to kind of feel the buzz and you know chatter or whatever as the day goes along. So that's good. Um, I hope it's as good as it was three years ago, but I have my doubts. I mean, it's it's. 
it's a Tuesday. It's six o'clock. It's still November. You have to get your kind of brain in the right place. Um, we'll, we'll see. We'll why, see. Why? Why is this a six o'clock Tuesday game instead of a seven o'clock primetime Saturday game? So usually they they play their own. They kind of schedule it as a one-off every single year, and then they go back to back, and you know they just negotiated amongst the coaches and this year they they did that mcdermott said you guys can play it at home since we played it at home the last two years and the one year we didn't have fans so they worked with them on that but they slammed it into what's called the uh, gavit games the gavit tip-off games this year so it's the big east big 10 challenge there's eight games there every year nebraska was in it again this year creighton was in it again this year they just matched them up and so then they get control over kind of when to schedule it and where to put it on tv and stuff like that. So that's what sucks. And those Gavit games are happening yesterday, today, tomorrow. Big East is up 2-0. I'll let you get out of here, but I'll close with this. Connor Happer, give me a result here. Who who wins this thing tonight and why? I've gone back and forth about 800 times mm-hmm. today, and I have really not stopped thinking about it. But I usually I just I, I come back to Nebraska. I, I think – if we're playing the odds, I think Nebraska has more consistent and capable shooters at this stage. There are definitely things about Creighton that I'm worried about, um, at least how they match up with Nebraska and things like that and how they operate specifically in this game. You're worried about them in the half court. A guy like Sharif Mitchell could really flip this thing if he goes tonight, and we'll get an update on that really shortly. So um, I think – you know, if I'm if I'm guessing, I think it's seventy two sixty nine, something like that, Nebraska. I don't disagree. Thank you, Kai. It'd be fun, wouldn't it? Go get in your pregame. Go celebrate. We'll Let's go. In, we'll bring in the big dude. Uh, let's bring in Jay Foreman. Uh, Connor, if you will grab the, the massive man and bring Paging him Jay Foreman. You have, to, you have to call him Husker Hall of Fame. You're not going to take a break? Answer. Nah. Let's okay, hang, cool. Let's hang here. Hand let's off. Get him, let's get him loose. The handoff will be fine. Again, we're live at Barry's in the Haymarket. We'll be here till 6 o'clock for the pregame show. Huskers, Blue Jays. 6 o'clock tip. Jay Foreman uh, stepping in. We got you. Get it. <laughs> Last time they gave, tried to give me Ebola or something. <laughs> You've got some, you got some Blue Jay on that. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. If it got some Blue Jay on it, you know, we have to do that. Creighton what? Blue Jays. They the they the they the uh, wine and cheese type of people, man. <laughs> Yeah, I'm talking about you. Yeah, you guys are the uppity duppities people. Y- y'all good with me, though. Are I those, got a ton of respect private- for Creighton. Why? Because that's where Benoit Benjamin went. Oh, my goodness gracious. Right? Oh Benoit Benjamin, the first. Is he the, is the he, is he or Kyle, Kyle Corver the, the greatest Blue Jay? Kyle Corver is the greatest Creighton Blue Jay. Kyle okay. Corver is a good dude. Okay. Um, but Benoit Benjamin was the first time I ever knew that they played basketball in Omaha in college. <laughs> he was and angry they had, and all they the had, time. And they, had, and they had brothers, too. He, and he wore double zero. Yeah, like for a seven-footer. He the only seven-footer that had a piece of paper vertical. <laughs> he really didn't jump. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't his game. That wasn't hey, his Creighton, game. Creighton fan. Creighton fan. What's the other dude that you guys had that Charles Barkley used to destroy his name just about five years ago? Yes. Yeah. He was good too. That was before your time, man. He was like Benoit Benjamin 2.0, except for he was about three Tolliver, inches shorter. Yeah, Tolliver's a Blue Jay too. Yeah, Tolliver. 
Tolliver's a Blue Jay too. Yeah. So they got, Blue Jays got some dudes. They, then they got uh, McDermott, Doug McDermott. But but they he's a modern day Larry Bird. Is he? Or he was. Okay. You're giving him way too much credit. Yeah, I know, because I'd lock him <laughs> you, up, too. You're giving him I'd way lock, too much credit. I'd lock Doug giving, McDermott the hell up. Yeah, you're giving him way too much credit. You know, it's okay. Well, he did that. He did the uh, Sports Illustrated thing with him. I know, but that's still, like, no, that's yeah. too much. Yeah, it's too much. That's too much. So, what do you think happens tonight? Talk to me. What do you Tonight? This, yeah, what do you think happens tonight? I don't know, man. It's uh, You got two young teams, um, and young in the sense that they haven't played a lot of basketball together. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Nebraska is probably more talented, say, from one for one through ten. But the one thing about Creighton that's really, really respectable, and this is why they're always a factor, even like, you know, like last year they weren't supposed to be, like, supposedly really good, is that they know what they're recruiting to, what position, what type of player, and who they are. So the transition for, a, like, a new player is easier because they're recruiting at the beginning of their career or middle – and they change it sometimes depending on who they get in their recruiting classes or who they pay, right? You know, so, you know, they do be they, – they're on video and, and paying cats. You know what I'm saying? I uh, – I, I, yeah, well, we talked about the the, 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 the cheating allegations. Yeah, well, it, it, now all seriousness, so they can kind of continue to roll and in um, these early tests, that, you know, games that are going to be a good test you know, they can play with a little bit more confidence because they know exactly what they're doing. You know, who plays this role? This, so it's kind of like a system that runs. And, um, you know, they have, they're well coached. Uh, but I think Nebraska uh, can overwhelm them with, you know, their speed and quickness. And I think, um, you know, I know people have been taking shots at Verge. I think, if, if, I think the really good thing that happened this week that him and Fred Horberg were able to get together and then the head coach was kind of trying to say, hey, I know what you were seeing here or what were you seeing, but actually this is how you need to operate within this offense to make this team go. So, you know, it, it's a hard – it's a good problem to have, but it's hard when you have so many young weapons. Because uh, when you got Wiltshire and only had three shots, you know that's serious because he's a – you know, he's a two-way player. He can defend. Um, he can handle the ball. He can shoot from the outside. He's thick enough to guard some bigs within reason. Uh, he's a tough kid. Um, the only thing is, I think if, if Verge gets off early, and it's not necessarily from points, getting guys touches. You know, um, one of the things, you know, I'm assuming that hopefully he's been told to him is that early in the game, if you got to take it, obviously, you know, because I think he has a you know advantage against whoever would guard him at one or two spot. But get these guys touches, not even shots. Get them touches. Right. Yep. So then, once you get that, then they'll then you know they get touches and you get some more flow in the offense, and then you know the rest is history. So um, I think it's going to come down to rebounding. You know, just like you know last week, I think Nebraska's effort for everybody to rebound really paid off towards the middle of the second half, and that's where you start to see them start to separate themselves. You saw you saw Sam Houston start to miss shots that they were making pretty easy in the first half. Um, you saw Nebraska start to execute. And then you saw them tie the game. And then earlier in the game, it was like all Sam Houston would get back within two or get up by two when Nebraska pulled away. And, they, and, they, and that's what really you know, set, I think, a good tone for them for the rest of the season. It's not going to be one guy rebounding. It's going to be everybody. Um, I think Eduardo Andre was the X factor in that game. I think a game like this against Creighton matches up well for, for him to have another – 
big game. It's his energy. It's his size. And, you know, I know we talked before. Uh, his ability, his hands, um, strong hands, just naturally strong hands uh, to catch the ball um, is a, a really big asset uh, considering the way that, you know, Coach Holberg likes to play. It's going to be interesting to me because this is, again, full crowd, rivalry game, interstate rivalry, sure. state championship game, <laughs> directional championship game for Nebraska, right. right, whether they're on the right path and went over uh, Creighton allows them to exhale right. and get to work and be productive. But I'm not sure that anybody's sure what's going to happen tonight. That, well, you know what? That makes the game more exciting because, you know, both teams – know the potential, but both teams or both fan bases know the potential, um, but they don't know what's going to happen. And uh, it's a good test for both teams early in the season. Uh, definitely a teachable game, but then also it's a game that, you know, from a coaching standpoint, you're going to see how some of these young guys react to a big-time atmosphere, electric a- atmosphere, even though the game is at 6 p.m., you know. with I'm bothered um, by that. I'm bothered by that, but I'm really bothered by if he if the person's in here with that came from County seventy four mm. that I had to ride my horn for two two blocks. Get him. It made me five minutes late. Get Brother him. liked to be punctual. Get him. I gotta come see you. Is eight? No, no, no. He looked up. I thought it was him. <laughs> <laughs> Not this play. But uh Yeah, so you know, it's it's gonna be good that uh you know, good test. It's gonna see where guys uh are, um and it's a big game and it's 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 good for both teams. You got the young teams in the sense of continuity. Um, I like both teams' makeup. I like uh, you know both the coaches. Um, it's not a make or break game, but you know I think Nebraska definitely has a slight edge, um, and I think they're looking forward to it. I think they're de- a deeper team, you know, where they can kind of come at you with, with waves of guys. You know, I think they're legitimately ten guys that actually can play basketball at eleven. Maybe, you mm-hmm. know, and, yeah. you know, I think Creighton's uh, about seven, but they got some shooters and they got, you know, more seasoned guys, but they got some transfers in. They got all kind of like a whole new roster. They kind of had to, you know, change some things up from last year considering what happened. So it's going to be interesting to see how this new version of Creighton is because they always had known characters, right? Um, now you kind of – who's going to be that guy, that lead dog that steps out there um, for Creighton uh, versus who's going to, you know, be the lead dog for Nebraska, which you kind of verge, or, you know, you got both McGowan's, you got Wiltshire, you know, it's kind of always like verge is going to be the, the, the guy that, you know, stirs the pot and then who else is going to be, you know, coming along with them. It's going to be a good one. And, I'm, you know, folks are starting to flow in. Come on down. We're Barry's here in the Haymarket. Be here till six o'clock, $3 bush lights. The oh. rooftop is open. The kitchen is open. The rooftop's open. The rooftop is How come open. We're not on the rooftop. I, you are the third person today who's asked that question. But I'm the only one that counts. Who's we, the other you, two? Who look, are the man, other two? You, know, you got to talk to the other folks, man. I'm just yeah. here. We'll throw it to break. When we come back, the Husker Hall of Famer, Jay Foreman. Myself, we're live at Barry's Haymarket. This is 93.7 The Ticket. You're listening to Old School with DP and Jay. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.